Welcome back to another episode of the Geeksman Podcast, and today I am very excited to be bringing on Madison Matricula Roberts and Lee Tiber, otherwise known as Salacious Crumbles. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. So sit back and strap in, because the show is a go. All right, and welcome to the Geeksman Podcast. Today I'm going to be interviewing Madison Matricula Roberts and Lee Tiber of the Salacious Crumbles. So if I could just first have both of you uh, introduce yourselves. My name is Madison Matricula Roberts. Uh, I am a musician and nerd out of Raleigh, North Carolina, down here in the U.S. And um, yeah, I started playing and performing, um, I don't know, about 20 years ago through Filk and Burlesque shows and just kind of branched out from there uh, doing like live streaming and now recording and all kinds of stuff. So um, that's my half of <laughs> coming to it. Uh, I'm Leah Tyberg. I'm out of Baltimore, Maryland, also in the U.S., but uh, a little north of Madison. Um, I write songs and sing and play a few different instruments, and uh, I like music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both like music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Madison, I'll start with you. Uh, how did you first get your start in music? Well, I first started, um, you know, like growing up and stuff, I always liked to sing. But when I was in middle school, I developed a real love for like Celtic and Appalachian music. And I liked singing and I wanted to accompany myself. So I started learning guitar and um, I didn't do a ton with it um, other than when I was in um, like high school um, and I still thought there was a God. <laughs> I was a music leader at my church youth group. So I'd like play. And that's how actually a lot of how I learned to do music was through group singing and figuring out ways to like encourage people to participate. And um, that's something that I've kind of kept as a through thread through th as a thread <laughs> through um, a lot of my work, especially getting into, we can talk about like the clown stuff later, but when I first started uh, performing, a lot of it was through sing-alongs and burlesque and these sort of interactive, um, really like trying to like, I don't want to sound cheesy, but like truly give a drunk audience joy. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. But uh, I didn't play much through college. Uh, and then um, at DragonCon tw 2009, I, I stumbled into my first filk circle and I was like, this rules. I love this. A lot of it's some of the same folk music that I loved um, uh, growing up, but now it's about Star Wars. I'm like, I'm in 100%. And then from there, I kind of got back into playing guitar for its own sake, for folk music, for uh, performing. And I've just, uh, I've just gotten so much out of it. And I've loved uh, the people I've met through it. And, uh, you know, after league as a background, maybe we can talk about how <laughs> we met each other too. It's cause like we don't live in the same state, mm -hmm. uh, which is so funny. So, but that's kind of my background. So. Okay. Um, I, uh, I come from a very musical family. Um, I've been singing since I was three. Uh, and I started playing trumpet uh, in elementary school and all through high school um, and did all of the musical programs in my middle and high school. I was in all sorts of bands and choruses and um, did all the extracurricular activities and did acapella in college. Um, my brother is a musician. My dad was a musician back in the way, back in the day. I had uncles who were musicians. We're a very musical family. <laughs> um, but uh, but I didn't really start 
writing seriously writing my own stuff like I would do like the occasional like ha this is a funny parody and I'll post a verse of it on Facebook for people to laugh at but I started writing music seriously in 2020 when I met Madison um or when Madison and I really started to hang out more like we met in 2019 I think and then yeah I actually uh actually used to date uh Lee's brother like she said also a musician which is how I met him but uh, Lee and I hit it off and then you know a few months later with the pandemic uh, we were like, she was sharing, um, she was talking about some fanfic. I'm like, let me see your fanfic. <laughs> you know, and then uh, if you, I don't know if you want to finish the story. <laughs> well, so I wrote, I wrote lyrics for us for a Star Wars fic. Like I just wrote this really sweet schmaltzy Star Wars fic and wrote a lullaby um, to go with it. And I sort of was just like, thinking in the back of my head you know Madison said if I ever wanted to do lyrics like she'd be happy to sort of like team up and like maybe hang out with music stuff um and so I sent it them to her and I was like hey what do you think of this and all of a sudden it kind of steamrolled into we're making this into a song which steamrolled into we're doing an EP <laughs> um of so which is where the carbonite EP came from was we, we it started with that lullaby and then I wrote uh the great negotiator the ode to the great negotiator and then we both worked together on carbonate uh which you know oh, that's I a wrote, funny one <laughs> I wrote the lyrics for and I handed it to Madison and I'm like do whatever you want with this and, and I came up with this she did punk. awesome things with it for someone who is like purportedly like super into folk music like you know how to write a punk tune it's pretty great well it's funny because um she uh handed me these lyrics and I kind of like like okay yeah it's like a rock punk like punk girl but um what was the the song that you kind of sometimes uh, when you write lyrics you write them in the meter of a song just to kind of like yeah. you know get get it going but yeah I, I, wrote didn't, it in, I didn't know it <laughs> I wrote it to the tune of Harry Chapin's six string orchestra <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we do that, like we'll write it and I don't know what, (laughs) you know, what the original kind of pacing was. And then it's like, oh, surprise. (laughs) So So we kind of switched places there because generally I'm way more into the kind of pop punk, like pop metal, uh, like indie alternative stuff. And Madison goes in way more for the folk than I do. Yeah, I'm a little bit country. She's a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, so it was funny. It was funny that we kind of switched places on that one. I thought that was funny. Wasn't ever right 
As a duo, you perform as the Salacious Crumbles. Obviously, you're both Star Wars fans. Yes, yes. we are. <laughs> and where did the name the Salacious Crumbles come from? Uh, we were brainstorming on the like the couch that weekend because um, like we worked on tattooing lullaby on a Saturday, and by Monday we'd written the three main songs, and we were trying to think of names, and I was like salacious crumbles like we just kind of came up with it it was just because we like salacious crumb is just such an iconic little side character you know yeah, yeah he's um, so weird and gross and like yeah <laughs> you know? and then the joke uh, was the the crumbles joke was because i bake a lot oh yeah 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 yeah. and then <laughs> so my cat just yeeted himself at the television um yeah. hello uh sorry it's <laughs> was sorry that, was, that it was anakin wasn't it no that was obes Oh God, Obes is so dumb. No, no, no. offense to Obes. I mean, my speaking no. of Star Wars, my my cats are named Anakin and Obi Wan. Oh, okay. Uh, just FYI, <laughs> they're brothers. They're okay, brothers. well, sorry, we keep rambling. Anyway. So, what would you like to to, to talk about, Mister Host? <laughs> oh no, this is great. Actually, this is uh, the whole point is just getting the uh, getting the personality flavor. Of, uh, yeah, exactly. So I want so to know crumbles... about musicians. Crumbles came about because I like to bake and Madison likes to eat baked goods. So we thought, I do. salacious And we're both crumbles. salacious. We're both salacious. <laughs> How many pounds of sprinkles did you just buy? It was 2. like... 2.7 pounds. Lord. It's wow. so many. It's so many sprinkles. What instruments do you both play? Um, I play primarily guitar. Um, I play some mandolin. Um, I've picked up tenor guitar. I have, um, actually for guitars too, I have a double neck ovation guitar, which is like, it has a 12 string neck on top and a six string neck on the bottom. Uh, and then I play some, um, some instruments through like a MIDI keyboard. So I play some keys and synthesizer, uh, but primarily guitar. Uh, I play primarily ukulele at this point. I play trumpet, uh, a little bit of kalimba i do a little percussion i'm learning to play the mandolin at this point i'm learning to play guitars trying <laughs> um and i also play some piano do you find that the distance between the two of you is uh, difficult when you're trying to collaborate on music or have you found a way to make that work 
I mean, there are some frustrations with it. Obviously, like the the lag when you try to sing in unison over the internet is pretty Especially rough. if we're trying to teach each other um, yeah. or work yeah. on songs. Yeah. Usually what we have to do is like record a snippet and send it. Like uh, there's a program yeah. called Marco Polo that we rely on really heavily um, when we're collaborating and writing. Because mm-hmm. um, like you, it's sort of like an IM program, but it's little short video messages, but it's different than like a live call because like only you know it's like you send one and then send one back so it's actually really handy because we can send one and then play along with it kind of to like give each other deal what about this we can also save those as like separate files so if we want to come back to it we can drop it in the dropbox and be like this is what we did that day and uh if if we remember to organize it (laughs) look (laughs) That's Sometimes we did, look, it's a pandemic. Yeah. Organizing is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then but, when we, rec- oh, go ahead. Um, but I mean, on the whole, I think we've done a really good job of kind of um, making a positive out of the distance. And um, Yeah, it's been way more feasible than I thought it would be. Because like, that's when we're collaborating. And then when we're like recording, recording, um, usually what happens is like, um, you know, I'll make sort of like a click track or like the basic scratch track, and then um, I'll send that into the Dropbox, and then Lee will fill in vocals or other instrumentation as as we get to it, and then I'll fill in my part. You know, it's like, or if we're sending it out, like for Carbonite, we send it to um, a couple friends um, to do guest instrumentation, so then we can send it to them, and then they send back our parts, and then I do um, a lot of the... Uh, technical work like the the mixing and stuff like that and a lot of the editing um and that's sort of our division of labor because like lee's the primary songwriter and we do a lot of collaboration um and then i do some of the back end stuff so like the it all kind of balances out in a really good way as far as what our interests and time managements are you Mm -hmm. know but uh, there's some things that are hard, like if you're trying to teach each other, like a really tricky rhythm <laughs> was one we had. A, yeah. It's a two we, count. It's a two count. It's a two count. It's a um, two count. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that was, that was an entire like 25 minutes of trying to get one I know. right. Oh, but it felt so good when we got it. But I know. That's it was one so thing. satisfying when we got it right. <laughs> yeah. We've done a couple panels for uh, Dragon Con Filk and stuff about, um, doing a band long distance and my PSA part is just like if you have friends that you want to collaborate like we're doing now we're recording this podcast all three of us are in different places you're in a with different the country yep. yeah you're in like, like a whole different the, country the, the snow at least you're in regular Canada and not Marvel Canada yeah. <laughs> which sounds terrifying I mean just but uh yeah like I just tell people it's totally feasible and you don't need fancy equipment if no. you've got a way to share files like a Google Drive or Dropbox um and I have you know I have recording equipment and stuff but like when we first started um Lee's microphone you were using like your roommate's headset business mic you know yeah. like it's yeah. and we you know and like you can always have nicer equipment like you can have nicer and nicer equipment till like the cows go to the moon you know but like is that no cows come home but i like the cows go to the moon better cows go to the moon they jump over the moon i want cows to go to the moon though yeah yeah over the moon (laughs) but we uh yeah but like you know you can work with what you have and make that work because you can always get you can get nicer equipment forever 
Yeah. And if you don't know how to use it, it won't matter because like, yeah. you know, and Lee, you've, you've upgraded your microphones and stuff and like, we're yeah, pretty I have proficient a, at. I have a USB mic that does me really well and I'm trying to convince other collaborators that it's a great mic and there's some doubt there and I, I'm just like, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's like a lot of. It's like a lot of guitars I tell people or other instruments. If you buy like a really fancy, nice instrument, but you feel like you're not good enough to play it, then it's not a good instrument for you. You know, yeah. Yeah. the best things are the ones that you're going to use. And if you ever have like equipment or you want to make music or make art, but like the activation cost is too high. And as someone with, you know, a chronic illness or people with, um, you know, mental health issues or it's the pandemic or you have short amounts of time using things that have a lower whatever you have to do to lower the activation cost to the point where you can do something that fulfills you or that you find creative i think is worth you know w making it work instead of trying to like continually escalate your yeah. equipment i mean smoke them if you got them but like musically <laughs> yeah not not like drugs well i mean not i don't like drugs, know not your dad like <laughs> uh, uh, salacious <laughs> Uh, so what is your songwriting process like? Oftentimes, it starts with uh, my having some lyrics that I float over to Madison, and I'm like, hey, what do you think of these? And then it, it kind of, uh, we, we kind of get the ball rolling. Or, or I have an idea. I'm like, hey, wouldn't this be funny? Or like, oh, what about a song about this? And then I come back like 10 minutes later, and she's like, well, I finished. <laughs> Which is amazing. Like, it's like it's so cool it's like that's always the the joke but a lot of times it's um like again because i mean those are the things that you know we're all we're both like quicker and more interested at like different things and stuff but um but a lot of times we'll either start with an idea or lee will start with lyrics and then um and then the idea will become lyrics and then we'll kind of go back and forth about a lot of times i'll ask her it's like what kind of vibe are you thinking for this and i'll play a couple different guitar riffs you know kind of and then we'll kind of like hey no I like that feel okay and then we go from there back and forth um like what about this for the melody and then on the verse maybe it goes to like a minor you know and blah 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 and then we kind of hash out the rest of the song and the bridges that way to get sort of the basic like arrangement of the song so that's kind of how it goes back and forth and we use Marco Polo a lot for that yeah well, I was going to say one of my favorite things is when we're, we'll be writing a song and I'll be like, I think it's going to be like a moody, sad song. And then Madison will come back with a jaunty little tune. And I'm like, no, I said sad. And she's like, <laughs> I thought what? it was sad. <laughs> I thought it was sad. You're like, no, no. Lee's like, no, like sad cello, sad. I'm like, okay, okay, sad cello. And you're like, and you're like, no, Madison, we can make it sadder. <laughs> it's so funny because I tend to have kind of like an, sort of like sardonic sad like a little more acerbic yeah. um sort of jaunty clown satire sad and and lee's sad is much more like 90s yeah. alternative yeah. moody sad you moody, know which is really like fun grunge, yeah grunge sad yeah yeah so you've mentioned that you've collaborated with other artists um who are some of the uh artists that you've collaborated with Oh man, so on. Um, so for me, coming um, before this, uh, one of the people I've worked with a lot is Chuck Parker, uh, who also does solo work and is in Chuck the Blibbering so cool. Humdingers. We love Chuck. Oh my God. Um, I've done stuff with um, uh, Mikey Mason, uh, whom I really, really like as far as comedy stuff. Um, and then coming into the um, 
the Carbonite EP, we actually got um, on the song Carbonite, our friend Kitty Armistead played the drums on it. Um, and we have a collaboration with her coming up again. Yes, we and do. And then uh, uh, Crafty Kaiju, I don't, I don't know what he wants to go by for his stage name, but he's amazing. And he did synthesizers. He does modular synth. Um, and he did the, the astromech droid, droid solo. Yeah. So instead yeah. of a guitar solo, we had an astromech droid solo. And uh, he did the analog synths for that. And then on um, Tatooine Lullaby, we actually got um, Lee's brother to do the bass line. And there's a couple places that I really like where Lee is singing a solo and then the bass is in harmony, like with her voice on the bow. It's just really cool to like include like friends and family and stuff. So yeah, and I'll be I'll be collaborating with my brother again on a few songs. So that'll be fun. Which awesome. I've heard some of the uh, some of the songs are really cool. Do you want to give a teaser about what the topics are, or keep it very um, secret? So we've got a couple of uh, Marvel Cinematic U songs: uh, one Cast in America, one Daredevil, um, and then there's a couple of more personal ones that we're also doing. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, because we both uh, like, we perform as this, and we do stuff as the Slacious Crumbles, but we both do. Um, some music and other uh, art stuff independently too which is really cool so um it gives a lot of like there's just so much different stuff that we can bring to working together yeah <laughs> but also like working together i think gave us both a lot of confidence because i hadn't really collaborated this deeply as far as like songwriting with other artists before like i'd done like vocals on this and that you know or had people come do stuff but um what i've really enjoyed is that i feel like both of us working together have like a lot of confidence in the process that we're using so it's a lot easier when you work with other people to have kind of a template like and you can always you always adjust it for whoever you're working with you know you want to make it work for everybody but saying it's like oh well you know if we do kind of the layout is xyz and then we can edit that as an idea but like you can't edit nothing <laughs> you know <laughs> and i think so. we both have very similar outlooks on music as a whole like more than anything I think we're both interested in what services the song we're working on you know yeah. it's not it's not like oh this is my idea and I want my idea to be in the thing it's you know throw it at the wall and see if it works and if it doesn't work we're cutting it uh <laughs> yeah and we'll save it for it'll probably work in something else like we've, right. I mean we've had instances of that like we're like oh man I love this new effect I learned how to do and it's like mm, it doesn't really work on this but like now I know how to do it so it's in yeah. our back pocket you know or a riff a guitar riff or some lines like we just haven't gotten like because you have a lot of songs written that haven't been arranged to music yet because like it just hasn't either we haven't had time to work on it or it just hasn't quite clicked yet like there's a yeah. couple things you know that we're working on that we're still tweaking and then some stuff just sort of like spits out all at once and it's okay for it to sometimes it takes longer you have to like craft it more and then other times it's like it kind of like you know springs forth like I'm here. I'm ready to rock. You know? I think it also helps to have deadlines because we've had a few songs yeah. come out where... <laughs> when we have deadlines. <laughs> we had deadlines where it had to be done. And we were just like, well, yeah. it's got to get done. So it got done. But the stuff that like yeah. we don't have, we don't put a timeline on, you know, we'll just take our own damn It's harder, time. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so so behind the scenes it is so like we kind of like have to set deadlines for ourselves yeah, either it'll be yeah it, it's best if someone else sets the deadline like oh yes. this is for a project for um like the last couple of years we've done um a charity song for a uh the twitch music community does a charity album um usually every year and all of the songs it's the streamers swap original songs so you're covering someone else's original song and someone else covers your original song and it's a really cool project and it's all like grassroots and all of the proceeds go to usually some kind of mental health charity or the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. And like just the last few years, I mean, we've raised over ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 each year. So it's been really cool to participate in that. Um, and a really fun so. process. It's really fun to go through all these because it's a good what like thirty songs that you go through. Yeah, yeah. Which and you can find it. Uh, I'll 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 send the link um, yeah. in our little roundup for so people because it's a free download. You go through thirty songs and you pick the ones that you're the most interested in covering. And once you get the song you're gonna do, you then as a draft to... we do it like a draft. It's yeah. really fun. And then you have to figure out you know what your version of that song is gonna be, which is a lot of fun because the last couple years we did. We kind of weird stuff. Yeah, we did weird stuff. We were just like, let's make it weirder. What did we do? The first one was Moonchild, Moon, and we Moon recorded Child. our own Doc Martens to make the boot stomps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. It, it was very witchy. Yeah, it was. Fun. And then, uh, oh, last year we did um, was was Cure My Disaster. So it had uh, yeah. like a clap stomp pattern and like some mandolin and and kalimba um, on that one. The too. kalimba, yeah, the kalimba yeah. intro was so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really neat. It's it's a fun process, and then and we then, just try lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then we do, we will occasionally wind up doing songs for like fanzines that are also charity based. So we did one for the Batman, the Bat Family, Batman Family coloring zine, and then we did one for Third Times the Charm, which is the Tim Drake Robin zine, uh, which was. Um, Oh, that was so fun. That's on Spotify now, that song. Yeah. One sidekick yeah. in desperate need of a nap. Um, one parentheses. One. One. <laughs> sidekick in desperate need of a nap. Tall order with skinny legs. They call me Detective the Good Robin's Egg. So dedicated, overrated, always on time. time. This engine runs on coffee. What ifs and anxiety? and anxiety the boy wonder is here it never stops the clues are clear who needs the cops no need to fear the boy wonder is here what if what if what if what if this is a losing game what if what if what if what if each loss is all the same this engine runs on coffee what if some anxiety the boy
Batman fan among the two yeah. of us. Oh, what and was it um, when she first said um, there's <laughs> so a, was, there's a, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. So, go. so I don't know, Corey, I don't know how familiar you are with the sort of Batman comic book universe at all. Pretty, uh, I, I was uh, collecting comics for most of my teen years. So you, so you know that like all the Robins die at like some point. Yeah. So I named the project. I'm doing, I'm doing a song very slowly for each of the Robins and I named it the Dead Robins Project. And that you just in... told me, no, you were like, I want to do an album about the Robins. And I'm like, oh, I, I love birds. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like not, not, a, not a bit. Like I was like, I love birds. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Wrong yeah. Robins. Yeah. Um, we have a couple songs for that. Done. You've got the, the intro. Um, the done, intro with the, the, the Steph song. Side. The Steph song needs to be recorded. But, mm-hmm. but it's, it's on YouTube, done. actually. It sounds yeah. good. So, yeah. But uh, it's, uh, it's but, like done. Oh, but and the the um. <laughs> oh no! So I did a Jaro rap. Uh-huh. I don't. So so Jaro is one of the newer Robins, but it's like, which is the it's tiny. Like a, can we? It's Starro, yeah. <laughs> but he's tiny, and Batman adopted him and gave him a Robin costume. So he's Jaro because he was a Starro in a jar. <laughs> But it's like it's like this stupid like little it's like you know, like rap. it's a little interstitial like rap. So like Where there's just, the main song. He like disses yeah. all the other Robins in this rap, and he's just this tiny star. God, what are there? There's some really good. So anyway, keep your ears peeled. <laughs> yeah, that's still in the works. Yeah. Um, We're still working on being able to perform in sync together. Um, this is te- we want to get into techie stuff, but like there's latency, but there's some ways around it through routing. But we can't really sing together together but we can sing together if one person's like the lead and the other person's the follow so like the person who's the follow would just listen to the lead and be in sync with them but the person who's playing lead can't hear what the follow is doing because it would be out of sync to them but it's in sync to the audience and we've been practicing some of that um and we're it's working <laughs> we just need to practice like some levels and stuff but the um the timing is working so yeah that's really we exciting get, we need to get more confident with it too and just sort yeah of we're, we've only tried it a few times it's, but... it's like a musical trust fall <laughs> yeah the best one is we did um this is on our youtube channel too we did a um roger miller did on the muppet show the, the hat do you song. like my hat the hat, yeah, song. the hat song and uh Lee does lead on that, and then I sing harmony and play some tambo in sync to it, and that one turned and also out pretty well. But change hats a whole bunch. Oh yeah, I did change my hats a bunch. <laughs> it was fun. We did like a Muppet themed variety stream. That was a disaster. <laughs> it was fun though. Well, we had explosions. We promised explosions, and, and there we were... had explosions. It's true. We we th- we did two. We larped that one too too close. I think. Yeah, it was too close. I think. Yeah. Um, I would love in. In, in a in a possibly non-covid future to do more actual like 
in person stuff. Oh yeah, we've only hung out it's to sing together in person like once. Once. <laughs> like for one one weekend. Really? <laughs> Everything's been online. Yeah. In last July, um, during like the brief less COVIDy looking window, I was able to get up to Baltimore and I spent a few nights at Lee's house and we did a few streams together. Uh, from her kitchen and from her living room. Um, it was actually over my birthday. It was really fun. It was and, a lot uh, of fun. Those were, but those few days, those are the only times we've actually sung and played together in the same place. So again, for people that want to collaborate online, you can do it. <laughs> and we are really comfortable with each other just from how much we've worked together online and stuff. So it's, it's cool. It's cool that it's possible. <laughs> so do you master your own tracks? Yes, I... Um, I mix and master our own tracks. I try to, um, I would like to like send, like usually it's like you, they always say it's like don't mix and master your own tracks. So I try to mix them and then, um, and some of it's just a function of cost and time um, and then wait a while before I try and go back and and do the, the mastering to get them ready to send out for streaming. Um, and I'm certainly not professional, <laughs> but um, I've learned a lot and I actually have been, um, like, I mastered um, the the last Twitch charity album, which was a great thing to work on um, because each of those songs were in different genres, were recorded on different equipment, recorded in different, you know, so that was, like, a challenge, but a really good, like, overview. But most of our stuff, um, I, uh, I mix and master and do uh, any additional instrumentation that we haven't gotten, like, guests on. Um, so I'm really proud of myself for doing some of the back end stuff and <laughs> it's I mean, certainly been a learning an process. Job. I've learned a lot over and I'm interested in it is the other thing. That's why we talk about like as far as like the crumbles division of labor, I'm I I enjoy doing some of the technical stuff and like um you know, like the, the mixing and setting up like the vocal blocks and, and running some of that stuff. So it's been it's been really fun to work with Lee where um, a lot of times uh, Lee's doing like even the lead vocals so I get to focus on things like um, playing guitar and getting better at that and um, like other aspects of music when you play solo it's all on you you know like you're <laughs> like playing live solo it's like you're the only one up on that stage and you know and you get used to it and it's fun but it's really fun to have somebody to banter with <laughs> you know so that's been really, really cool. Even just um, when we do like, a lot of times we'll do duo streams online um, where we're not set up to do synchronous. So we just go back and forth and like, I'll sing a song, Lee will sing a song. But even that's like a lot of fun because it takes some of the pressure off. Cause like one, one person can go for like a potty break <laughs> <laughs> or like go like rescue a cat if they've knocked over a TV, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. fun. And a lot of the time, in terms of division of labor, a lot of the time I will either do our cover art ourselves or seek out mm -hmm. someone else to do the cover art for us. So I'm, I because I'm big in kind of fandom spaces. I'm not I'm not popular, but I I inhabit them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I just exist in them. Uh, I am friendly with uh, some really great fan artists and. You know, when we did the Carpet IDP, um, I approached uh, my friend Tajma, who is an incredible artist. Gorgeous. To do that Carbonite cover with the 
the rebel girl and the stormtrooper and the and the bubble gum and she did such an amazing job it's oh, so knocked cool. it out of the park uh, it's so cool but i generally i'll try to take lead on our on our album cover stuff yeah it's like a lot of times like if people ask it's like oh I, you know i say like lee's sort of like the creative and music director and then i do like the producing and tech direction kind of stuff um and then we both collaborate on the music but that's sort of like if um you know because a lot of times people want to know it's like you know, especially when we're working remote like how do you you know how do you do this stuff and that's sort of the way we ping pong things well madison you mentioned that you uh have performed burlesque um and I think burlesque is something that's really misunderstood. Uh, are there any myths about it that you'd like to try to dispel? Yeah, I think um, a lot of times burlesque has become synonymous with striptease. Mm -hmm. And um, that's definitely a part of it. Um, but one of the things that I've really enjoyed about burlesque is it pulls in a lot of elements of what you would consider like cabaret, you know, or like old vaudeville style sort of body humor you know larger than life um and there are they're definitely sort of like i would say more sexy striptease focused burlesque shows and then there are more burlesque that are more in the old style of sort of this like body salacious um <laughs> salacious. thing so <laughs> oh man oh i wasn't even oh i wasn't even set up for that um but we uh i started doing it for um doing a lot of comedy music like sort of very very blue humor body nerdy comedy music and um that was just such a because like I still never could figure out a way to like strip tease and still play guitar at the same time right <laughs> you know I'm not opposed to it but that was and that was kind of how I got into performing um a lot of the aesthetics and perfunk and um uh and functions of like we clowning like um i'm not a trained professional clown but i appreciate the aesthetics so much so i'd often per perform in like full clown face paint sort of like a birthday clown but you also get to do because i had a lot of flexibility to like these burlesque shows especially to do some of the functions of a clown in like a circus or a troupe like filling time if something goes wrong or entertaining the audience in between um in between sets if the mc needs a little bit more time to vamp or you know being yeah. able to sort of run and do these things that people backstage can't do one because they're half dressed but two it's like I'm already sort of you know if I'm walking out I can just entertain people by walking <laughs> you know <laughs> and being funny and it's I just I love that aspect of it like kind of like you know or going to sit beside someone and doing like a bit you know like those are all just aspects of it just that i love so a lot of the burlesque i was involved with um has been nerd themed um or very gender bendy themed and it's it's been such a positive space for different body types different um uh different uh queer identities um just just a really awesome community and it gave me so much confidence when i started doing more um like less funny stuff because mm -hmm. for people that do comedy music it can be really intimidating to start transitioning into um or adding music that's more personal you know or even starting any kind of music it, it's and lee can probably speak to this too when you start sort of writing the the therapy songs <laughs> or like letting <laughs> like more personal stuff kind of express itself in your art like it feels different because sometimes there's music I do for an audience 
um, you know, it's like to an audience and there's music that I'm kind of probably going to perform, but it's stuff about like me and my experiences and stuff. And that's definitely uh, can be a different sort of transition. <laughs> yeah, there's a vulnerability there that's that can be tough to tough to wrangle, I think. We hide behind our smiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there's a for me, there's a reason that everything that we've released that I've written has been fandom centric and you know I haven't you know I've written stuff that's more personal but I have not started to tackle the process of having it recorded because it's it is there's a vulnerability there that you have to be ready to sort of deal with and that's okay uh yeah you'll you get to it <laughs> you get to a point where you're ready yeah so how has the pandemic affected both of you as performers? Well, the pandemic actually is the reason that I had time to actually start doing this in the first place, because I was uh, furloughed from my former job, and I really didn't know I was like, I was like stress writing Star Wars fanfic on Tumblr, like, every day, like, I, and I really didn't know what to do with myself, and then... The music thing came up and it sort of became something to sort of hold on to in all of this. Um, so I guess I don't know if I would have done this if I didn't have all that time on my hands. Well, and um, it's so cool because like you, you hadn't done it, you know, now it's like, you know, you, I just feel like it's something that's always going to be in your toolbox, Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is awesome, you know? Um, for me, I, uh, I was performing live uh, solo at like conventions and things. And uh, like I mentioned, I actually have, um, <clears throat> or at live burlesque shows locally, um, I mentioned I actually have narcolepsy uh, when I say I have a chronic illness. So performing at conventions and working um, things like that take a lot out of me physically. Mm -hmm. um, but I was sort of, I don't want to say I'm lucky with the pandemic, but in some ways, because I was already set up. I've been doing Twitch live streaming for years and I've been interested in like AV stuff. So I had all my equipment set up and I know lots of different configurations at different price points. <laughs> um, so when the pandemic started, a lot of other artists came to me for uh, consultations um, about setting up uh, their live streaming rigs. And um, for me, my productivity again with the pandemic has gone has gone up because I've had more time and my exposure has gone up because um, for, for better or for worse, um, a, lot of, a lot of people move to watch and listen and perform music online. Like uh, a lot of the filk communities have online filks now and everybody knows how to use Zoom and turn on their original sound. And mm -hmm. I've just met just so many more people than I ever would have um, doing stuff online. Um, I was doing a, I do a weekly show um, that starts back up in February called Tricks Triple Six. That's yeah, actually how I met um, Beckett, uh, the fifth sister, uh, which is now, um, which is how I met uh, Corey for, and heard about Geekspen. But um, I've been doing a show where I have a guest on every week for that. And some of them have been friends and some of them have been people I, I hadn't worked with much. And it's just been just I've met so many more people. I've got so much more confidence, um, I think, in my performing and also realizing that I can still do things without physically taxing myself in the same way has given me a lot of confidence about deciding what I can and 
can't do or what's like how you assess like where you want to spend your priorities. Right. You know, I think for a lot of people, the pandemic probably has shuffled priorities. So. Yeah, I mean, I was um, I really wasn't doing any music um, before this. Like I had, you know, I had done I think the last real music thing I had done was acapella in college and then, you know, adulthood and life happened and I just kind of always loved music but kind of put it down and this kind of gave me an excuse to pick it back up what and then the last like year and a half like how many instruments have you learned to like <laughs> it's like, like a bunch just, like, like so yeah many. <laughs> we don't keep track of money or nowhere gear store we don't keep up with backstories or read a word of lore we just lose the faithful lightning of our fracking magic swords we slaughter all night long glory glory murder objects from indigenous peoples and we're checking every trunk and barrel for shiny baubles genocide's a useful tool for all minor squabbles we slaughter all night long glory glory murder hobos glory glory murder hobos glory glory murder level that we've gotten too OP and the only beings we've yet to kill are all the deities we'll don their sacred vestments and then laugh at all the plebs we slaughter all night long glory glory murder hobos glory glory murder hobos glory glory murder haven't you created or accomplished that you still want to well let's see we want to put out a full-length album yeah. we want to release our uh, we have a folk song ep that has some stuff partially done we've actually got a couple things in the i mean we just have a lot of stuff <laughs> and we we try to stay organized and chip away at it oh man but headcanon our disco song is really close headcanon retcon yeah it's about it's a disco song about how um there aren't lyrics but it's got like a smooth vibe and um but it's like you know when bad things happen to characters you love and you're like i'm not listening i'm not listening my headcanon retcon is that they're happy and they're living on an island and they have dogs yep yep but the that the bridge yeah. uh is uh <laughs> is actually it's dedicated to dean winchester i i wasn't a big supernatural person until um i started talking to lee and now i'm watching through the series but i started following the fandom when Destiel went canon and then went uncanon and then went canon, you know, and just on and on. And like the internet broke, you know, um, yeah. 
the SPN people are loving this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, or hating it, but, depending. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we have it's, it's got a lot of feelings. <laughs> so, in our on our on our red line conspiracy board for season sixteen, you see that there's. <laughs> it's season. We're on season seventeen of the Supernatural. I don't even fandom. know what season. Yeah, I don't know. Well, currently, somebody from the boys cast uh, pimped out the new. Um, supernatural official podcast that's being hosted by two of the actual cast members and he forgot oh. to tag jared padalecki on twitter and <gasps> all hell broke oh, loose. and this poor man was like i don't know jared i'm really sorry <laughs> anyway if anyone would like to hear more opinions about supernatural please see us after class and <laughs> yes, follow us, us on facebook class. where sometimes we stream makeup and opinions where we do our makeup and rant about things yeah um <laughs> other other things getting back to the question other things oh right we Sorry. have an ongoing project called who's your daddy now who's your uh, daddy which, now which uh basically we're taking like songs that are traditionally very popularly sung by men and like dad rock, yacht dad rock, rock, 70s, yacht rock, 70s stuff. And, you know, smooth doing, a, music. Doing, a, doing a cover um, because they're songs that, you know, we as women don't always get the chance to, to really sing lead on. Sing so. lead on. So we're doing that's an ongoing project. We only have one finished, but we've got one more in the works. Yeah. So. Um, the uh, the one that's finished right now is on Spotify um, and you can mm-hmm. find it under Slacious Crumbles. But it's. Um, my Brave Face by Paul McCartney and Elvis Costello. Yep. Um, and then I'll go ahead and say the one that's in the works that we've got a lot of work done on and we're having our friend Kitty, I think, come back to do drums on is um, Bad Sneakers by Steely Dan. We got some yep. Dan. Nice. So, yep. That's the vibe a, of that. We have a million different, like, we talk Yeah, we have about, a big list get, of ones we want to do. We have, like very occasionally well not very like almost every week one of us will be just like what if we did this like (laughs) yeah we have so we have like a big list and like we just try and get done what we get done and set deadlines and we try we try to have deadlines but i mean i (laughs) do you want to set us some deadlines (laughs) (laughs) i still would love to do um like i said post-pandemic I my goal is to do more like let's play together live and maybe do a live show maybe we could do like a little tour between our houses oh my god yeah stay tuned yeah our little house concert tour eventually (laughs) so that would be that would be definitely another big goal that we haven't gotten to do because of the pandemic but I would love to who would you consider some of your musical influences um, I guess both of us would probably say uh, say the Beatles one of the things for me I just I love that. we have a few that are the same and then a few that are very different. <laughs> um, I definitely love um, sort of like that uh, 60s folk revival um, sort of music. And then like um, bluegrass, like Doc Watson and um, um, Scruggs. Uh, I-, I love, as far as like why I started playing guitar, I love Melissa Etheridge. And part of why I play an ovation guitar is because Melissa Etheridge was a big ovation guitar player. Um, I love just stuff like that. Um, and having, um, I I like a lot of country. I love Jerry Jeff Walker, (laughs) um, pretty unironically. I grew up listening to a lot of like 70s, 60s and 70s oldies. So like, I actually have kind of a gap in some of my musical knowledge in like the 80s, 90s era, which is funny because like, that's like one of like Lee's like, like, um, I I used to think that Kiss was like a metal band. (laughs) 
I, I did, uh, you know, and, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry wait, to this laugh. is like it's rock folk. No, it is funny. Well, I mean, they are clown brethren. Uh, like I see, <laughs> I do like ICP. I am a, I am a juggalo. I, uh, I have Fago. I do some, I see, I do some insane clown posse covers actually as folk songs. So those are kinds of things I like. For me, I'm, I'm big because I do so much of the lyric writing. I tend to sort of gravitate toward, um, lyrics first which means stuff like Ben Folds, stuff like Billy Joel definitely um, old school unpolished like Sheryl Crow is a big influence yeah, for me man, because, same. Like, yeah. before she like got all like poppy and like let's do auto-tune like let's not do auto-tune and why can't you just wail again like what's well, wrong let's, with that let's, let's not necessarily <laughs> knock auto-tune but I, I do know. like hearing some I know I know I know I'm not trying to pick on you like yeah. I do love hearing somebody wail and like when you let things uh, you know there's definitely different styles of music demand more perfection like a lot of pop songs you know stuff is like really um kind of like nailed on and then I, I really do like a lot of I think the thing that's a throughput for both of the kinds of music we just listed was stuff that has a little bit of edge and rawness mm -hmm. yeah um like letting people wail letting something be when something is like character voices you know it's like letting when stuff something is... be imperfect is a big deal for me like yeah specifically with Ben Folds like he'll just like slam on the piano and it'll be an ugly sound if you want it sound, to mean but... something I right. like that vibe it'll be an ugly sound but like it will work for what the song is oh, doing man. yes so it's you know that kind of thing I, I mean I've seen I've seen that man in concert like eight times I love Ben Folds yeah, um, I love a little bit of a raw edge. I will, and um, I'll just briefly say, I, I forget. I like, I, I love a lot of electronica too. Um, yeah. Like especially down tempo melodic. Um, so my Danny Orthanks stuff is my electronica. DJ Danny Orthanks. I put on a wizard hat, and now I'm Danny Orthanks. Has like <laughs> um, a different vibe, but those are kinds of. But uh, there's a lot of stuff in uh, even a lot of the the folk music that. Um, being able to incorporate electronic elements or sounds, talking about like ugly sounds that express something. I think that yeah. that's been really cool. And for me, I, I kind of go to the opposite direction because like I, you know, my, my big musical influences when I was much younger were what was new at the time. So Nirvana and Green Day and Weezer, like back when they were just like dumb little kids in a garage, um, playing music and, you know, um, first getting famous and stuff like that those sounds were definitely the definitely big influences on oh man too. it's like how green day you can tell when they're kids it's like you know they're playing their stuff they're perfect but it's like you see them get like really good later i think yeah. that it's like like as far as like technical proficiency not but they're always good performers and they've always been good at music but like the idea that it's like it's okay to like not be 100 percent. Yeah. you don't know where the top of your game is until yeah. you get started you know right. i just um, love that one my, so one of my favorite things to do is to cover a green day song and just like wail on my ukulele it's so it's good just, it's because people don't normally do that on ukuleles and it's so much fun um, yeah you should follow us on twitch or facebook um because <laughs> we'll do we'll do back and forth actually sometimes i try to do songs that i don't know like um I did like a jazzy guitar chill version of War Pigs. Yeah, that made but me happy. sometimes like if it's songs that I don't know, like um, what was it? I was trying to do Take On Me and I just didn't know the song that well. 
and Lee was like, hang on, hang on. So she actually jumped on the stream to like help me get the rhythm. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so funny though. I, I feel bad about that though. No, like, it didn't, I didn't. I didn't know it. Like I wind, I wind up, I wind up feeling like I'm like so anal retentive about like rhythm, like song rhythm, and I'm just like, oh god, I'm annoying people. No, but, you're like, fine. No, the song. We, we goes both like have this. different things we specialize in. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we both have different styles that we know better, and it's it's been really fun to kind of go back and forth on that some. Yeah. Well, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find us. Um, all of our music is at salaciouscrumbles.com. That goes straight to, um, that'll have links to our band camp um, and some other info about us. Um, you can also, as well as our Facebook page and um, other places, you can find us streaming live together. And then we each have, um, I have a bunch of my stuff is at matricula.com where uh, that'll link to my band camp. My, I'm very active on Twitter and uh, Twitch, uh, where I do live music and games and um, some other places that you can find me online, um, as well as my Patreon, where I do a vlog and send out some stuff. And then um, those are probably the, the main places to find me online. And then uh, Lee? Um, I have far fewer. Uh, uh, like, like there's a salacious crumble stuff you can get to, to both of us through yeah. um, I don't know if but um, I do so much can... marketing I am the label <laughs> <laughs> you um, know but you can find uh, my various fanfic on uh, archive of our own ao3.org under wonderland lily wonderland l-e-i-g-h l-e-i-g-h um, so you can find my fic there I promise it's not disgusting um and uh, yeah, other than that, uh, all of my uh, social for the band can be found at SalaciousCrumbles.com. And I want to mention our music is free on Bandcamp, and you can find it on Spotify. It's pay what you want. Um, you can also find my um, Danny Orthanc stuff on SoundCloud, and it's available Listen royalty free. Listen to Danny Orthanc, it's so good. <laughs> we have a Castiel song. Uh, those are available for free and royalty free if people want to use them in the backgrounds of things, uh, particularly other streamers. And, um, oh, there was one other thing I was going to mention. Let's see, Spotify. Spotify. Listen to us on Spotify. I'm sure there are other things, and we'll figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the, oh, um, our Insta. I'm on Instagram as well. And, uh, Lee, I don't know if you want to uh, pitch the Team Handsome. I think yeah. it's very important. So, uh, yes, uh, Team Handsome underscore kitties are my cat's Instagram page. Um, the Anakin and Obi-Wan, or Obes and the Banana. Um they are very cute, they are very dumb, and I love them. Oh, the only other thing I want to mention is the number six, the word at, and then the number six dot matricula.com is what links to all of the info about Tricks Triple Six. You can also find it on Facebook, where um, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. I play six songs from six different categories, um, one of which is a guest spot by a friend, and we're kicking that up um, uh, I don't know when this episode will air, but that's going to start again in February for season uh, four. And it goes for um, like 20 weeks. So every week for the next few months, you'll be able to catch a 30 minute show. And then a couple times a month after that, we do a Zoom hangout where people can come do like round robin music and stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Well, Madison and uh, Lee, thank you very much for coming out. It was really great having you. No, great. Thank you so us. much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. If you're enjoying the podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash meet 
he geeks. That's right. We messed up on the domain. So that's patreon.com forward slash M-E-E-T-H-E-G-E-E-K-S. And help us keep bringing great content and great interviews with the artists you want to know about.